Hello guys, it's Amber Davis here on your 5 Minute Call podcast. Now, as you guys know, I'm back on tour playing Vivian Ward in Pretty Woman the Musical. It's very, very difficult for me to eat healthy on the job and that's why I have collaborated with Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. All you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash your 5 minute 50 and use code your 5 minute 50 to get 50% off. That's code your 5 minute 50 at factormeals.com slash your 5 minute 50 to get 50% off. Enjoy! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Amber Davis and this is your five minute call. This is the space where musical theatre takes centre stage. From unforgettable backstage stories with incredible special guests to insights from my life and my theatre journey. We're leaving it all on the mic every single week so let's jump in. This week on the podcast, we have an incredible triple threat and the queen of TikTok. It's Miss Hannah Lowther. So we have a triple threat on our hands today. (laughs) And TikTok sensation, Miss Hannah Lowther. Stop it. Stop the triple threat. You are a triple darling. No, joking. Yes. (laughs) You are a triple threat. But honestly, your name in this industry is like, she is good at everything. Oh my gosh, stop. I can't ice skate though, so. Oh God, either can I. <laughs> yes, you can. Either can I, don't, that's <laughs> not trauma. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I feel like I know you just from watching your TikToks. Yeah. And do you know what? I want to say this early on because, do you remember where we first met? At the What's Our Stage Awards? No, no, babe, we auditioned for six together. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. And you turned up to that audition looking so fierce. <laughs> you were wearing little shorts and knee high boots. <gasps> I loved, oh my God. Yes. And I, I remember thinking, she's not going to know who I am. And you came and spoke to me. Yeah, I remember <gasps> looking at you and thinking, oh, that's Hannah Lowther. Like, I've definitely watched <laughs> half of her TikToks. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. Oh my God. And it was full circle. I know, I know. So I ask all of our guests this one question before we get going, and that is, what is your pre-show ritual? Ooh. Because for me, like, my show ritual changes with every job. Depends what role I'm playing. So say in six, say you were going to go on for Kay Howard. Honestly, at the five, I've got my tripod out. 
and I'm getting as much content as I possibly can. <laughs> so I don't get to go on that often. So when I'm in that costume, you bet I'm stood there. With that makeup. <laughs> with a full face and a ponytail and I'm doing it. I'm, I'm obsessed. Han- <laughs> Hannah's pre-show ritual is content. content. Do you know that that's queen material that is. <laughs> What's yours? Depends really. I When I was doing Bring It On, I had to have, you know, a ginger too. Yeah. If I didn't have one of them before opening, I felt like I couldn't sing the whole show. It was really weird, like in my head. And then with Vivian Ward, I have like a long piece of script that I do right at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. I'd say that about four times before going on. Really? It's really weird. And then, yeah, I just have to say it. I have to say it to know that I'm like, I'm in my mind, I'm in my body. Mm -hmm. Because I have this thing where my brain moves faster than my mouth so I trip it over my words all the time <laughs> me too actually do you yeah I'm, I always feel oh sorry I put my teeth back in yeah put your teeth back in everyone always takes me because then I start saying words really weirdly I know and I always feel really embarrassed like, oh my god do people think I'm drunk or something <laughs> <laughs> or like dumb you know yeah. it's actually just our brains move quicker yeah. so let's go back to Tesco <laughs> what what thought process did you have when you were making those videos, I can imagine you didn't expect to get the reaction that you did. No, and I, I, I didn't, I feel like at the time, mid pandemic, TikTok wasn't really like a thing. Mm-hmm. It was like boosting people's careers yet. You know, like the OG YouTubers that all of a sudden they were doing ads and like that was their job. So yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. But like yeah. TikTok hadn't really got there yet. So I never thought that would, it would be such a thing. And, I don't really know. Honestly, I always say that I just missed like the the joy that I got from yeah. musical theatre and like it was mid pandemic and I was like, where am I meant to get all this joy from? You what, know, when when did around, you graduate? Um, twenty nineteen. Okay. So literally the summer before. Before. Did Panto auditions were just picking up and then it all stopped. And yeah, i you know when you're like around all your stagey friends yeah. and you just get like so much like joy. Joy, like energy, and, like, feel yeah, the vibe. Yeah, you get energy from them, but yeah. like I wasn't getting that energy because like I was at home, like I couldn't see my friends, I couldn't see my boyfriend. I, I mean, I love my family, they give me energy, but yeah. it's, not, not, it's the, not quite the same. Yeah, And so that's when I started making TikToks. Also, because I was like seeing things in the store and my, my colleagues were like, what is this girl? What is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, what about? did they think? Well, to start with, they were literally like, okay, that's so weird. I'd pick up the Regina kitchen towel and be like, my name is Regina. And they were like, what? Like, they, <laughs> they did not understand. And so I was like, someone's got to appreciate this. So I put it on TikTok. And then eventually they started like getting on board. Yeah. And I would I would go in early to like film the videos and they'd be like, well, you really think it's worth like turning up to work at 6.30 a.m.? And I'm like, yeah. Like, okay. So you saw it picking up momentum and thought, this is working for me. Yeah. And I need to yeah. I kind of, but I never thought that it was going to get this big. And now there's like no going back. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, I'm now trapped. No, but it's amazing. But at the time, I was just like enjoying sharing, yeah, Yeah. sharing the joy for it. I love that. Like it happened naturally, organic. Like you're such a down to earth person. And I just, (laughs) I love that. I, because I, I really do love that. Considering how successful you are, Mm. and it's just so mental to me that like there are so many different avenues that you can kind of get a foot in yeah and TikTok you know you're short of a mil you're no you're nearly there <laughs> I'm like 50,000 away from a mil okay as well we're recording this yeah so who knows so 
everyone who's listening, can you go and follow Hannah on TikTok? Because we need to get her to a mill by the end of this year. By the end of this episode. Yes. (laughs) When do you think you'll reach a mill? I don't know. It's been moving quite rapidly. As in, I hit 900,000 just before New Year's. Shut up. And it's gone up 50,000 since then. So I don't know what's going on. What's the most views you've had on a video? Um, well, I, I, the Heather's Reveal video where I was Heather Duke, that got like oh, like 50 million views. Oh my Loads. God, babe. I know, it's you're, crazy. You're freaking worldwide. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But then also, I just feel like at, at the time I started doing the videos, I just didn't take myself too seriously. I like, like that. I think that's what's important about like creating a following is just be authentic. Yeah. And obviously there's days where I'm like, I'm not feeling my most authentic self right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're having a bad day and then you know you've got to go and do something and it's yeah. like, oh, you've got to put, you know, put your best, your face best on. enthusiastic Hannah face on. Yeah. Just trying to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's why people follow me because yeah. I'm not your typical kind of like filtered person no. that you kind of see sometimes yeah, in the you're media. Yeah, you're real. Yeah. And, but that's, that's why you're gaining so much following because people can relate to you. and. Mm. As we know, musical theatre has an incredible community Mm -hmm. and so many people love it. I was kind of looking at your TikTok the other day and it is like diehard MT fans. They're all out there. Yeah. And they absolutely love you. Yeah, and I've been lucky that, I mean, two of the shows I've done are like the the shows with the fans, you know, the fan base, like Heather's, we've got the Corn Nuts and then the Six is like the Queendom. I've been very lucky to do those shows. Yeah. I guess uh, early on. So Heather's, yeah, you loved it, right? I loved it, and you did every track. The first I did. person. I was the first person to play all three, which is mad. I mean, a couple of people have done it now. But um, you were the first. I was the first. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was the first. No, the couple of people have done it now, and they're amazing. Um, that takes some but skill, yeah, it, yeah. But at the time, I was literally just like. We're just getting by, guys. We're just doing the show and we're just making sure it doesn't get cancelled. It sounds bad, but like you kind of do in, in, in the, the moment. Indi- in the moment and in the industry. The show must go the on. The show must go on, baby. And when you know there's a whole audience of people yeah. that have booked to see the show or might have booked their hotel and travelled really far, they might have saved up all their like pocket money yeah. to like buy tickets for the show and it's like cancelling really isn't ideal. No. No, in any show. Yeah. The producers will make sure that it yeah. It's that's last resort. Yeah. And I didn't feel pressured to do Heather Duke because I didn't officially cover Heather Duke. But I did just feel like, well, I can do it. So I'd be silly to, to not, not offer that put myself as an option. Forward. And they were like, yes, please. <laughs> Had you been in the audition rooms before for like a West End show? Um, like pre Tesco? I've been in some audition rooms. Do you think it nothing- helped? No. No. <laughs> so you don't think TikTok had anything to do with it? Wait, you think TikTok helped? Do you think like... Oh my God, I, th- I, so I thought you meant... Do, do you think having previous auditions helped? I was like, no, TikTok helped. <laughs> do you think TikTok helped? One million percent. You do too? Yeah. Yeah. Because... I like that. I, I like Yeah, that. and I feel like I'll own that because... It's like I, I had to... Yeah, I had to like put myself out there and take that opportunity. And as much as I can back it up with... Talent. Skill. My professional training. But TikTok definitely opened the doors for me. I think that's really important for our listeners as well to be like you have to go above and beyond to throw yourself out there mm-hmm. because you have to be your number one fan yeah yeah you have to just like celebrate yourself and yeah. just be like i've got this yeah. and i i think i was obviously lucky to 
be given a chance and an opportunity. It's so hard to even get in the room. Oh, and like, even now, there's things that, you know, been auditioning and I'm like, why am I not I getting seen for I that? Know. Why am I, I know. for that? Um, it's hard to even get in the room. And I think they don't really teach that drama school. They're oh like, oh, God, here's no. what you're gonna do when you get your audition. And yeah. it's like, no, you need to prepare us for how to, you know, get an audition, how to put yourself out there. Yeah. And you know, we can, we all have agents and they do their best and they do a great job at it, but it's hard getting in the room. I think that's the hardest part. I do. Once you're in the room, at least you feel like you're accomplishing something by yeah. going in there and doing your best. But if you can't even do that, it's like, what, what can you do? Yeah. Make TikToks. <laughs> I know, but I just love that. I love your honesty. Like I always say, I wouldn't have got my West End debut if I was on Love Island. Mm. Like, I own just it. own it, I yeah. own it. But I just love that you made that for yourself. You, like, made that entrance. It was no one else but you, yeah, you know? That's so crazy. Everything happened, like, your star, <laughs> everyone's stars and your and your drive and your motivation, like, got you to where you are mm. today. Also, I manifest a lot. Do you? Not, like, officially. Like, you know how people read into it and, like, have crystals mm. and stuff? Like, not like that. But sometimes I feel like I say things and then it just happens. Then I'm it like, happens. Or I if you can like, envision yourself in a yeah, musical. Yeah, yeah. I can really... Like, when I knew I was in for six, I was, like, arranging my life over getting the job. Good. I was literally, like, I'm going to finish SpongeBob and then I've got one day off and then I start rehearsals for six and then I've got to... Like, I was hey. fully in that mindset which I, does make it harder when you don't get it yeah i know because you're emotionally <laughs> invested but that's yeah. what i did when i went in for vivian yeah i wrote down all my negotiations in my notes mm -hmm. and i was like all i'm gonna do is copy and paste that mm -hmm. and send it to my agent when i get the offer <laughs> and literally that's what i did when i got the offer i just copied that's and pasted so it and do you know what i've done what? guys <laughs> <laughs> i went for a pedicure the other day yeah. and i've i got Bolero purple on my toenails as a way of manifesting that I'll do the bolero hopefully in the final of dancing. I love that. I thought you were going to say I got purple because I want to be in sixth musical. No, <laughs> I've literally got bolero purple on my oh toes. My God. I'm so I feel. You've so just said it out loud on the pod. I know. I feel so embarrassed that I'm admitting that, but <laughs> I that was my mindset. I'm manifesting it through the tootsies. It's going to happen now. Now it's time for a quick interval. Go and powder your noses, and we'll see you in two. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So you trained at Italia Conti. Mm -hmm. How old were you when you went? Oh, I was 16. Me too. It was very young. You went to Erdan, didn't you? Yeah. How did you find Erdan? Amazing. I think every school that you train at is right for you. Yeah. Like was Italia Conte must have been. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just young when I went there and, and like from my mindset, I was kind of maybe not taking it as seriously as I should have. And I was taking it seriously, but I genuinely, like I'll do like exercises and stuff now mm. where I can feel my muscles. I'm like, oh, that's how my muscles are supposed to work and feel. Whereas I was so young, like maybe my ballet teacher was saying like, Where's your bum? And I was like, what? Like, and I was trying yeah. to do it and it, it wasn't the right muscles. Whereas now I'm a bit, a bit older and my you, body's older. Yeah. Like, you can like feel these Yeah, I, more. do you know it what? silly, but. I think I agree with you there. Mm. I do think like, obviously if you go at 16, you get into the industry quicker and younger, but that would be interesting, like kind of poll to put on our Instagram, whether is 16 too young yeah. to go to training? Yeah. I don't think it is for for a lot of people. Like I would have been fine, but I did three years and then had a year of auditioning and was like, I need more training. So I went somewhere else for another year. Where did you go? I went to LSMT. Oh, wow. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I had a great year there. Okay. It was more about just like honing in on the skills. Like obviously we learnt lots, but like it was like putting the puzzle pieces together Mm -hmm. because I had all these different skills from Conti's, but like LSNT was so good at just piecing it all together. And maybe you were just that little bit older and yeah. wiser and you'd already done three hard years. Yeah, and also, cause I was older and it was only a one year course, I was very aware that this one year course is costing however much money to get me through that. And I was thinking, I've got like, to make I have count. to actually make this happen mm. now. Whereas with a three year course, when you're young and you've just left school, which was free, <laughs> yeah. kind of the mindset of, this is costing a lot of money, kind of wasn't there. Yeah. Whereas once I was at LSNT, I was like, right, this is how much each day is costing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't look at it that deep, but like it was you more- You broke it down. Yeah, if you break it down, like you need to just try and get the most that you can out of your training. Yeah. And I think that's important because it doesn't really matter where you go. I do think there's a lot of pressure on on people to get into certain schools, but it is yeah. just what you do with the training. Yeah. Because, I actually was more of a singer actress and I obviously went to Erdang, which is very, very dance, dance based. And I always thought, am I going to get what I need from this? And it depends how much work you want to put in that that's what you're going to get back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I was never a natural dancer. Guys, I've got naturally quite big boobs. Mm. So like I wasn't the best. Can't relate. I wasn't like the best turner. I wasn't the most natural ballet dancer, you know? Yeah, me neither. And I always felt like, oh my gosh, have I, have I bitten off more than I can chew going to Erdang? But actually, no, you know? Because then that brought your dance skills up to meet up. your other skills. Yeah, exactly. It's turned you into a triple threat. Triple threats, baby. <laughs> so 
so do you like my American accent there as well? That was really embarrassing. Oh my god, your nails, babe. <gasps> Valentine's. I love them. Thanks. Can we show them? Look. It's giving hand model. It's giving, and I'll be like the back thing, you know. <laughs> okay, Zoella. <laughs> <laughs> so, you did your West End debut in 2007. You've done your research. <laughs> when I tell you my jaw was on the floor when I found out this information about yeah. you. Child actress. Child actress. So down How here, insufferable am Sound I? of Music, Oliver, Chitty, and probably loads of other, more, but these Those three, no, me. they were the three. Palladium, babe, At 2007. The Palladium, that was my debut, yeah. So how old were you? Um, 10. That was quick maths, because I was born in 97, so 10. I was 10, and I played Brigitte, which is the annoying one that's like, um, I don't even, I was trying to think of a line there. I couldn't think of a single oh, she, goes, she goes like this. Um, yeah. Well, like, crazy. Was that, how? Like, how did you get into Well. My mum, basically, I used to do like shows, local shows when I was younger, like dance school stuff. And my mum was like part of something. They had like all sorts of like forums for mums of like, okay, you know, people who go to dance schools and stuff. And I think a casting director put on there, like, we're looking for our next intake of kids for Sound of Music. I actually think my first audition was Mary Poppins. Okay. And I didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> um, she started off with a rejection. That's why I she's know. humble. <laughs> She's so humble. <laughs> um, and I didn't get past the first round. And I came at the audition and I was just like, <laughs> like this. My mum was like, Hannah, we can't, you know, keep like coming to these auditions if you're gonna really take it personally. And I was like, okay, no, I promise I won't. I promise I, won't. I just wanna go to another one. And then we went to Sound of Music. And I didn't get Sound of Music first time. So you so went that was another twice. rejection. Oh no! Oh. Um, and then, yeah, I got to the round where they were like lining everyone up mm -hmm. and to see if we fit. Like, like height-wise. Yeah. And I'm thinking, stood next to these people, like, shall I make myself look shorter or taller so or something? What can I do? Yeah. Um, but I didn't get it. And then they invite me back, like, nine months later or something. And then I got it. Yeah. Your West End debut is in the Palladium. I know. That's I, I really want to do something at the Palladium now. Because I, I feel like that would just be, like... A, a full circle. Yeah. You I, will. Well, you yeah. manifest stuff anyway. I've just said it. There we go. There we go. You heard <laughs> it here first. Palladium, please. Um, yeah, and then it was the same class and director. You know the new Mamma Mia program that's just come out? Yeah. They did the Oliver one. What was it called? Oh, I yes. Do Anything. I do, yeah. And it was around that time. So I was in the original cast with like all the winners from the competition. And so many people, I was talking about this the other day, so many people that are in the industry now were in that production of Oliver. Oh, it's really? mad. Like, because there's so many kids in that. And you're like, it's oh, no we've worked together. Yeah. So random. Where are you originally from? Basingstoke. Where's that? Near Reading. Okay, so you're a southern girl. <laughs> southern girl. I do feel like, because I'm North Walian girl. From Walian? A, I've never North heard Walian, that. Walian. From a very small town and like, I didn't ever, I was never exposed to like, child acting or anything because yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't around it. Mm. So I do think like the southern children have a lot more on their plate. Right at the front yeah. door, you know? Yeah. But I just, I did not know that fact about you, that you were a child actress. Yeah, and then I went on the UK tour of Chitty, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What year? Oh gosh. It was maybe like two years after, maybe 2010. Oh no. But I do remember, I was like year seven at school. So I started secondary school. Oh my gosh. And I missed my whole first week at school because I was off on tour with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And like, I just remember thinking that all these people in my year don't know that that's what, because I, I didn't know anyone yet, apart yeah. from like my friends from my previous school. 
no one knew that that's what I was going off and doing. They thought I was just some random girl that was like just here for a week <laughs> and then just like left for a week. So did you know from that moment, this is going to be a forever thing? Yeah. I, I genuinely, when I was in secondary school, maybe even primary school, like mm. year five, year six, I genuinely was like, that's what I'm going to do for my career. There was like no other option. No. And I, everyone my whole life told me, what, what's your plan B? What's your... You know, what are you going to do when this doesn't work out? And it's like, I don't need that negativity in my life right no, now. There's no other option. No. And I do think it's sensible to have other thi- other strings to your bow. Yeah. But like our training can take us so many places. Yeah. So I was like, there's no need for, for me to have a plan B. Because even if I don't perform, like traditionally perform on a stage, there's so many other ways yeah. of like p- actually performing. If you think about it. Yeah, there is. Like, so many jobs where I've worked, it sounds silly, but so many jobs that I've done, even like waitressing at a wedding venue, where I'm like, I'm using my performance skills. Yes. <laughs> there are so, so many ways, like you I don't need just, a, a fully plan B. But you don't, like the West End isn't the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get fixated on it. And actually, I'm on a UK tour right now. Well, not, well I'm taking a little paid sabbatical. But <laughs> paid sabbatical. Paid sabbatical, okay. baby. Um, <laughs> But I'm loving it just as much as being in town. Mm-hmm. I actually love it, and I didn't think I was gonna. But experiencing all the different theatres, I'm a bit obsessed. You, you, you told us. I'm that. obsessed with your like rate my dressing room series. I know. I really miss them actually. So if you just, <laughs> you wouldn't okay. mind just like stopping dancing on ice. I, okay. <laughs> I tell you what. One, Bring them back. One week, I will like do a screen record of us FaceTiming and actually you can just rate the dress. Oh my gosh, I'd love that. And we'll do a like a limited edition Hannah Lowther rate my dress. And also series. you're living the high life because when I did tour with SpongeBob, I never got my own dressing room. Did you not? <laughs> no. But do you know what? We were quite lucky because there wasn't many of us. So um, you work with Fabian Eloise? Yeah. Fab, isn't he? He's amazing. I mean, he's doing amazing with the whole Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Did you it, see it? Yeah. Did you? Obsessed. It's unreal. And now any time I walk down the Strand, I'm just thinking, how can you not I think like, Sunset Boulevard. I literally loved it. It was probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I mean, I was concentrating really hard. Also, did you think this is, before you went in, were you thinking this is going to be? I'd heard mixed reviews. Oh, okay. From people in the industry. Right. And I don't like to go in with expectations, mm. but I kind of did. And like it exceeded them. Yeah. I think you either were like 100% for it or 100% not for it. Yeah. I mean, I took my boyfriend and he's not like a theatre. I mean, he comes to watch shows yeah. with me, but he doesn't do theatre. And he was like, yeah, it was good. Like it was really clever. And we went to see Elf mm-hmm. the next week. And he was like, I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, right. It was like, no, it I loved Elf too, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was so different. Yeah. But for me, it was just her, like Nicole's performance. I saw Rachel, and she was <gasps> like, she was incredible. I know. I just didn't have the chance to see Rachel. Yeah, she was incredible. I would have loved to have seen just the difference, like how they both play it. Yeah, and the person in front of me got their phone out and tried to record, and I went, "Excuse me, you can't film." I know, <laughs> like an absolute Karen. But, but, but also, put your phone away. I know, but <laughs> you can like I I don't think audience members think that we can see the phone, no. but we can. I was such a Karen. My boyfriend was like, Hannah. I was like, sorry. Karen. I was like, excuse me. Hannah Karen Lava. <laughs> Karen the computer. <laughs> my, I keep joking that I want to play, well, I want to play Karen in Mean Girls at some point in my life. Heard it here oh. first, again. 
manifestation. And now I'm joking that I'm only going to play characters called Heather, Catherine or Karen. Okay. Because all three Heathers, Catherine Parr, Catherine Howard, Karen the Computer, Karen and Mean Girls. Okay. And then I'll retire. Okay. We need to just touch base on six really quickly and then I've got two questions that I need to ask you from the public. Okay. So, six. Six. Um, it is hard show. Hard, hard show. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's on everyone's bucket list. Definitely yours. Like, you were dying to be in it, weren't you? Yeah. And I Did do- I make that really obvious? Yeah. <laughs> you, you could tell. But I love that. I love watching people succeed. And, like, it was like there was no other option but for you to be in that show. And I love that. I don't know what I'd have done if I didn't get it. Like, it sounds really bad, but I was literally like, this is going to be my next show. If I didn't get it, I honestly think I'd have had a breakdown. Yeah. And has it exceeded expectations? Yeah, I mean, the feeling on that stage mm. is like no other. Yeah. It's incredible. It, it's quite scary because in the Mega Six, at the very end, you go, get your phones out, you're going to want to film. 700 phones, just bam. And I, I've never experienced anything to that scale. So it is a little bit scary. Like intimidating. Intimidating. And it's just a whole new experience. It's like a concert. Yeah. So we've got Innes. I know, because I'm working with Natalie Paris at the minute, and oh, she gosh. said that the Innes at first can be a bit like disorientating. Yeah, they really were for me. Especially because we don't have as much rehearsal time, I guess, as the principal Mm -hmm. queens. So like, it feels like an out of body experience. It feels like you're kind of not there, Mm. even though you are. So like when you're interacting with people, you know how normally on stage, like if you know your mic's not on, you can just have a chat Yeah, it's fine. Whereas like you can't hear each other because you've got your inners in. So it's like, so is it, it a bit like lonely? It's quite disconnected. Dis- yeah. And I, especially in my debut shows, because all of the rest of the cast had already done the show like several times mm. before. So it just feels a bit like, oh, I'm out here by myself. And then it gets to the bows and you can't even really hear the audience oh clapping my gosh. and stuff. I know, it's so, That's wild. it's crazy. Can I ask either or, Howard or Parr? <gasps> Everyone wants me to answer this. Go on, give us an exclusive on this. Howard. I knew it! I knew it would be. But I can really appreciate a par show as well. Okay. I feel empowered when I do par. I love that. I feel like I get to the end of the number and I'm like proud to be a woman. I know it sounds really cliche, but like that. I stand there and I'm like, yeah. And Bog I just, off, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, even from doing the audition, like it's full out. Oh my gosh, it's intense. Choreo is full out. And the costumes are heavy. Beautiful. And amazing, but they're like quite restricting in the sense that oh, a lot of them are like plastic, basically. And something like sitting down is not comfortable. So like the time in the show when you get to sit down and yeah. take a breather, it's actually you're sitting there like with your costume digging into your ribs. So it's like breathe, 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 breathe. But yeah, it's hard. I went to see it um, before the cast change of you being in it, and I it was like divorced, boom, beheaded, yeah, beheaded. Boom, boom. <laughs> Died. Boom, boom. Show stop. No! Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. That's so exciting. I mean, we were like, what is going on? <laughs> what happened? Was it a problem with the sound? Oh. And then we were like there for 15 minutes and then they came out again. But it was just like, I didn't even no. know you guys had show stops because obviously we had loads in Bites of the Future. Yeah. No, I've never experienced a show stop. Oh, yeah. And they had one. And it was on the day where I was on holiday, so I missed it. Oh, and I, I, I thrive off that drama. I'm I, like, oh. I love a show stop. I know it's like it's annoying for the audience members, but guys, honestly, when you do eight shows a week, a show stop is like so juicy. Yeah. Two questions from the public. Okay. Please, could we have your opinion on 
the best way to stand out during an audition? Ooh. Um, don't focus too much on, like, say it's a dance audition, don't focus too much on getting the choreography 1 right. million percent yeah. right. Just focus on performing and, like, just getting through it. Mm -hmm. It's not a memory test. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, if you mess up, just move on, carry on. Yeah. yeah. I always think as well that, like, casting the panel of an audition, watch how you are engaging with people in the room. Yeah. Like, be nice to people. I, Give a helping hand. Have you had auditions before where people stood at the side literally like... Yeah. They don't want someone arrogant being in any cast. So show that you're a kind person. Like, mm -hmm. help someone with a choreography or, I don't know, be engaging. Meet everyone. Say hi. Hug each other. Like, it's, it is about being a nice person. 100%. And, and always wear a red lip. Yeah. <laughs> I was also going to say, like, it sounds so silly, but I always like to match. I don't know, just wear colour something. Like, colour coordinate. Look like you have your shit together. Yeah. yeah. So if you're also, at drama school, they're like, leotard and tights, no. No. I mean, it depends what for, to be fair. But, like, no one wears leotard and tights, really. Mm -hmm. So if you're wearing, like, a little legging and a top, Maybe like match your top with your scrunchie or match yes. your match your lips with your top or something. Yeah. Just I don't think I've ever been to an audition and not wore a red lip. I, I think that's an Erdang thing. Yeah. We drill we have Slip to wear back. a red lip every day. If you don't wear a red lip at Erdang, they'll tell you to put a red lip on. I got told off by my ballet teacher at Conti's once because we had this like rule where we had to wear red lip on like one day of the week. Mm -hmm. No one wanted to. So um, I didn't, and they were like, I wasn't wearing a scrap of makeup, and they're like, put on a red lip. I was like, what, with no other makeup on my face, just a big fat red lip? And they said, yeah. And so we all went out, like, like Miranda sings, like putting on our lips, like, is this better? Isn't it wild? Like, why is that essential? Do? It's really not, but if, if it makes you feel better. And the last question is, do you have any tips on how to stay motivated after graduating whilst auditioning for your first job? Wow, that's a hard one because my initial instinct was to say don't put all your eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and don't be like, if I don't succeed in theatre, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have other things going for you, like focus on your friendships and your relationships yeah. and, you know, anything else, any other hobbies and skills because if you focus so much on that one thing that like you want and it doesn't end up well, yeah. it's just not gonna... Try and not be emotionally attached yeah. as much. And it's good to be passionate about it, but also like fill your life with other things. And also yeah. that sets you up for a career that's got balance. Mm. I still haven't learned the art of balance. Okay. <laughs> from a personal opinion. But I just think we like, we never stop learning. No. We always yeah. can evolve. When I do a show, I'm like all for that show and it takes over my whole life. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to work on, you know. It's a job, other remember? Things. Yeah, and it is a job. So if you set that up while, whilst you're auditioning yeah. and once you graduate, keep learning as well, yeah. like you said. I don't know why, but I'd always said, I don't want to do a cruise. And when I graduated, I wasn't getting into the West End and I had to open that cruise door because at that moment in time, that was what was meant for me. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, like I, like we said before, you can be fixated on just wanting to be in the West End, but I'm telling you now, they make, you make good money on cruises. Mm -hmm. You make good money in Panto. Yes, you know, 
keep all of those doors open and you never know when you step into a room that producer yes might be producing that panto but could also be producing a new original show that's coming to the west end go to your auditions yeah don't shut the doors on things because it's not your preference so true like you can don't turn your nose up no you know, i feel like when you get to a certain point you can be like no i don't want to do that or i do want to do that yeah. but when you're just starting out every audition is i saw it as like a free class and i was like yeah. hey, i'm just gonna go in do what i'm good at and then i really like is. that do every audition like a free class yeah do it to make yourselves better and work on yourselves mm-hmm. But thank you so much. Thanks this was such me. a gorgeous conversation. You're so real. You're so genuine. Everybody loves you. I'm just me, babe. I'm just me, babe. Um, and thank you so much. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Oh, thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can't get enough of Bachelor Nation. Enter Betch's hilarious Bachelor recap podcast, The Bachelor. Each week, hosts Kay Brown and me, Jared Freed, recap the latest episodes of The Bachelor and make fun of all the ridiculous things the contestants say and do. Because honestly, why else watch the show if not for the fun commentary? Listeners have called The Bachelor the much-needed humor and commiseration they want after watching the show. Listen to The Bachelor podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast.